0: Wait, can we all get along? Karen, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Three. Damn, four.
1: There's no five.
0: One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody. 40 now, so I figure I should maybe stop saying everybody, every episode, every episode, damn it, and I'm thinking about maybe saying everybody like a grown man, uh, at least testing it out, I don't know how I feel about it yet, uh, Brain Trust, thank you for tuning in to the old podcast, this episode 200 or whatever, That's fucking some number, you know, it's a big number up there, i been doing this thing for seven years. We've gotten old together. At least I have. I'll tell you the fact that I uh, just had to start. My doctor said I should take Pepsid AC for what he thinks is acid reflux because I have like a tightness in my throat that he thinks is caused by spicy foods, caffeine, or any acidic things, and I need to drink more water and have Pepsid AC. So in just the less than three months, I've been 40 years old, and I have to take Pepsid AC I think, daily. I don't even get specifics on that, but I've been taking it for the last two days. I have to wear a mouth guard to sleep like I'm an elderly man or a young teenager with the retainer. But I'm a regular man, so I don't grind my teeth away like an insane person with demonic dreams. And I don't even have demonic dreams that I remember. But apparently I'm grinding like I'm going through battle when I sleep. My back's been horrendous. Uh, for most of these three months, uh, not been great historically in my life, but had long periods of fine. It's been just so bad. But then I just went to a workout class the other day where I did legs, and everybody says your legs are connected to your back, and that bad back means you have weak legs. Anyway, I realized uh, after that, because my back's been feeling great for the last two days, that part of my back problem, I think, is I have not moved my body in any sort of physical way. Other than a little private time, you know what I'm saying? And even then, I don't like to move that much. I've barely moved my body in years. And that's probably why my body is uh, decaying at a rapid rate. So back feels great after this leg workout, but doesn't feel good in my legs. I've had the legs of jelly, legs made of jelly, for now weeks. And I can barely move. Weeks, that's not true. Two days since the workout, but still for two days, can't move that well. Seems like weeks feels like weeks but uh agent there's one other health thing I think that's been wrong with me as well since I turned 40 I cannot remember it. My memory as well is another one apparently. I don't think that's the one I was trying to remember but it definitely is one it seems so there's that. I also when I went to the store yesterday to like a CVS to buy the Pepsi AC. Being a 40-year-old grown man, it felt appropriate on September 6th to purchase $100 of Halloween supplies to make my front yard even more Halloween-y than last year, which was already pretty elaborate. I don't even ever give out candy. I'm never home on Halloween. I go to parties. my My second favorite holiday, first favorite holiday being, take a guess, let me know on Twitter. I'll respond to the first person who gets it right. If you know me at all, tell me what you think, at Ben Glebe on Twitter. Tweet along with the episode as well. Also, tweet follow along my insane political debates that I'm having as calmly as possible every single night, basically, of my life instead of sleeping. In fact, I'm recording this podcast right now at about 1.30 in the morning. I literally have to wake up in two hours to fly this thing called Arena Unfilling, going to a political conference in Philadelphia, and I still have to pack. So I'll be sleeping zero minutes before this flight where I have a middle seat. And won't be sleeping at all on that either. So I'll be in tip-top shape for the conference in which I'll be thinking about and discussing and hearing about very intense political ideas and meeting tons of people, of which I will remember a big, fat, negative amount of it. I'll come back knowing less things and fewer people than I did before. Why go? Some would say. I don't know the answer to that. I don't have all the answers. I just like to ask the questions. You understand that. Um... Let's dive into the news considering I have no sleep whatsoever ahead of me and I should try to at least fake it for about 7 to 12 minutes without grinding my teeth, hopefully. I start with the big story as always. Kanye West apologizes for a slavery comment, but not really, of course. Uh, he went on a radio show and finally addressed saying that he thought that he said 400 years of slavery seems like it was a choice. He Elaborated with a very contrite moment of contrition. He said, I don't know if I properly apologize for how the slavery comment made people feel. I'm sorry for the one-two effect of the MAGA hat into the slave comment. And I'm sorry that people felt let down by that moment. So still not sorry about the comment or taking it back or taking back your support for Donald Trump. Just sorry for doing them back to back like a one-two punch of being a dick. Reminds me, please sign the Don't Be a Dick pledge that I started on this podcast seven years ago at tinyurl.com slash don't be a dick pledge. And don't be a dick pledge, especially. If you're going to be a dick, just don't be a pledge of it, at least. Uh, Kanye is just, he's beyond reproach at this point. He's so dumb. I don't think he has any thoughts behind the things that he says. He finally answered the Jimmy Kimmel question of what makes you think Trump cares about black people. And he said on the radio show. Because he really wants to be liked by black people. Like, get back to when he was mentioned in rap songs and stuff. So that's a real well thought out answer. He wants to be liked by black people so he cares about them. No, he's maybe using you for votes. Doesn't mean he gives a shit, Kanye, but you're not a political philosopher. No one's ever accused you of it. The only bummer is he doesn't even make good music anymore. You can excuse some performers, entertainers with stupid, stupid statements. When they're still putting out good shit, but when they're putting out horrible shit, I'm done with you. So there's that. I'm calling Kanye out. You heard me. I'm a rapper too, okay? Apparently Eminem in his new album. Who I love Eminem, but he uh, apparently is calling out SoundCloud rappers. I haven't heard that track yet, but I'm a SoundCloud rapper. I rap on SoundCloud. My group with Ben Morrison, Ben's were mostly featured, and by mostly I mean entirely, on SoundCloud. So eat eat a dick also, you, Eminem. And then eat a pack of M&Ms. So you should eat yourself after you eat your dick. Do you, do you get it? Is my trash-talking made worse by the fact that I'm losing confidence in it as I go? Does that weaken it? Meghan Markle had British Secret Service on the set of suits during her last season there after she got engaged to Prince... Harry or Voldemort or whatever it is. I don't follow British stuff very closely. But uh, she had British Secret Service on the set of that. Of course she did. Because everybody was talking and gossiping about her and leaking secrets from the set of suits. And strangely, even after that news dropped, still nobody's ever seen the show Suits. Zero people have watched it in history. Um, You'd think you'd get some viewers from it. But no, people don't know what it is. They've never watched it. It's a shame, really. Uh, Bombshell story this week was a New York Times op-ed was released, written by an anonymous source, which is a very unusual step for them to do. But it's somebody in the Trump White House or Trump administration, a senior official, titling the article, I'm part of the resistance from the inside. And going on to say that there are adults in the room, we are trying, a bunch of us in the Trump administration, to actively thwart his worst impulses. It already came out in Bob Woodward's book that also is being teased this week, that members of his administration are taking papers off his desk when he's not looking. Like, this is a sitcom, which I wish there was a laugh track and it could end happy at the end of 22 minutes. That would be nice. But they're just hiding papers from the president of the United States like, well look over there, mister President. Isn't that a pretty bird out of that tree? Whoop Old paper behind the back move, then slowly back out the room. Um they're actively trying to thwart him because they uh think he is amoral. And I don't know if it's immoral or amoral. I'll never know. I refuse to look it up. Go fuck yourself if you if you care that I get that right. You can look it up too. It's not on me to look up things that you don't want to look up either. None of us we're at an impasse here. I digress from the main point. The president has no morals is a better way to phrase it without any ambiguity of language. They're afraid that he cozies up to dictators and treats our allies like junk-a-dunk. And they're trying to stop him. They considered invoking the 25th Amendment, which when a president's mentally unfit, you can remove him from office, but they didn't want to spark a constitutional crisis. So they decided to leave a mentally unfit immoral, amoral, I think both are words, president in office. That's the right move. I mean, the fuck? Look, I'm glad that they're at least trying to thwart part of what he does. I don't like the word thwart. That word sounding weird now that I've said it four or five times. But how about, like, also do the thing that gets him out of office and don't slowly let him... He wrote our values, but just a little bit less thanks to you sometimes cock-blocking some of his dick moves. So, that's my suggestion. You do what you gonna do, boo. Some people think it's Mike Pence who wrote it because of some word he he used in there, like star-load, that nobody else has ever used. not sure if that's the exact word either. All I do know is that it's a weird word that the guy used in many speeches and was also in the op-ed. I don't think anybody's ever used that word other than him. It'd be cool if Pence was, was the one doing that. Because, again, Pence, horrible person as well, but at least not an existential threat to our country. I also would like to let you know that I'm a motherfucking star load. Me and The weekend both are. Kavanaugh, Trump's second Supreme Court pick in a year and a half, as luck would have it because the heavens are crumbling. He's getting to choose a second person, despite all the efforts and all the Democratic Congress people screaming for it to stop, for them to not do the hearings. They're like, that's a great comment. Democrats, let's keep moving. And they continue with the hearings. And despite like a billion people so far screaming and protesting in the back of the hall, they just get dragged out as they keep screaming and they continue as so nothing happened. So it's nice that you're screaming, but don't do nothing it don't do a damn thing if it ain't got that swing ba 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 we all know that to be true and then cory booker god bless him over dramatic a bit but i love his passion just released some documents that were marked classified released classified documents that uh, one email in particular that was titled racial profiling cuz he said there's nothing in it that's classified or has anything to do with national security so why are you blocking it basically accusing the Republicans of essentially racism for blocking a document about race relations and trying to get somebody on the court that might've said something negative about race relations. I don't think the document ended up being particularly explosive, but these hearings just keep going on and on. The third day just completed. I think it's the end of it. I don't think there's going to be a fourth day. So a vote will be coming soon. I don't think it's going to stop. Lisa Murkowski and, Susan Collins, the two swing votes on this one, who are somewhat undecided, are probably going to cave and vote for him. I mean, I pray to God they don't. I'm trying to put it out there they don't. Blessed, be blessed, and don't do it, y'all, the two of you to Congress, senators. But they're probably going to do it, and we're going to have this dick in the Supreme Court. I mean, he seems like a serious lawman, but also a dick. He in. An email he sent when he was working for George W. Bush said that he doesn't even think Roe v.ersus Wade is settled law because some people on the Supreme Court might vote against it or would have voted against it, so it's not settled. So that means you don't think it's settled law, and that's the only thing he really addressed. So he's against abortion, wants to probably overturn that, will if he gets the chance. Apparently he's also against net neutrality, thinks it's illegal to tell the corporations running the Internet that they can't charge different speeds for different lanes, for different access to the Internet and throttle speeds based on unknown factors. And it's obviously a horrendous assault on freedom of information and easy access to information for those who don't have big money or might have political views that aren't popular. And he's going to probably codify that into a law that can't ever be reversed by a next president if it reaches the Supreme Court. Very pro-gun. I like shooting a gun every now and again. I believe in the Second Amendment, but we don't need bazookas on the streets. We don't need AR-15s. You can shoot people with much less weapons. Trust me. I've done it many times. Many times. You better run. You better run. It's not true, but I could have. And I might in the future. Point being, we can just limit our guns to reasonable guns for a human to have who's not in the military. But no, apparently not. Um, so it's all up for grabs. And the senators, the, the Democrats, keep asking him questions to say, do you believe Roe v. Wade is settled law? What do you believe about guns? And he keeps saying, I can't answer that. Every Supreme Court justice during his nomination hearings has not answered about hypothetical future cases or positions blankly like that. What he does answer is just he can justify and explain past emails and things he said publicly. But they keep asking him the questions he can't answer. Why are you wasting your your nine minutes, boo? I love you, Diane Feinstein, but keep the questions on things he can't answer. Otherwise, what's the damn point? Explain that to me. So let's all, you know, pray or do whatever meditation or yoga you do when you pray for things. He doesn't get confirmed, but he's going to be. I mean, maybe not. Maybe there'll be a miracle. I don't want to be a pessimist. Maybe he won't be confirmed. Let's all believe and pray he won't be confirmed. And let's next week check in with each other after he's confirmed. Because he will be. No, maybe not. Uh, I hope not. We'll see. Trump calls Sessions a retard. You better believe it. According to the Bob Woodward book. Again, about to drop, it's called Fear. Great title for a book about your current president and working with him. According to the book... Uh, labeling Jeff Sessions a traitor in private conversations for his recusal in the Russia probe. He then made fun of Sessions' southern accent and reportedly said, quote, this guy is mentally retarded. He's this dumb southerner. He couldn't even be a one-person country lawyer down in Alabama. First of all, what does a one-person country lawyer even mean? A one-person country lawyer? Doesn't make any sense. You're going to make insults while calling somebody else retarded, a word you shouldn't even use. At least... Make your insult make sense and don't make yourself sound like you've got mental difficulties on your own. Just a little tip for the orange monster that is currently running our land. Running amok with our land. He's a monster made of orangeness and orange pieces and parts. Uh, Of course, Trump tweeted about it saying, quote, the already discredited Woodward book. So many lies and phony sources, okay? Has me calling Jeff Sessions mentally retarded. Of course, he had to write it. In the tweet, even though he denies ever using those words or being in his vocabulary, has me calling Jeff Sessions "Sessions mentally retarded and a dumb southerner. I said neither, never use those terms on anyone, including Jeff. And being a southerner is a great thing. He made this up to divide. But of course, Trump's tweet saying he never used that word for anybody is against the facts in the public record. Trump is on tape calling a golf pro mentally retarded. The Daily Beast reported this in the 2016 campaign. Trump would repeatedly also call Oscar-winning actress Marley Matlin retarded when she was on The Apprentice just because she's deaf. Uh, By the way, Mr. President, Down syndrome and being deaf unrelated things entirely. Being deaf has no effect on your cognitive abilities. So uh, maybe you're... Mentally, you know, uh down-syndromed. Maybe that's what your situation is. We don't know. I think we do know. There's a lot of evidence out there. The evidence is out there. It's out there. Then Trump tweeted some bullshit about Google. Daily Beast also reported. He threatened to take action against Google over his incorrect perception. Of course, incorrect, because everything he does turns to wrong that search results for news about him purposefully only brought up left-leaning websites. Without citing any evidence, as he loves to do, he said 96% – very specific number he made up – of news search results about him come from what he called the national left-wing media. But guess what? I just – so so he literally tweets – I'll read another tweet of his. Google search results for Trump news, quote, Trump news shows only the viewing reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged for me and others, so that almost all stories and news is bad. It's our bad, bro, but okay. Is bad. Fake CNN prominent, Republican, conservative, and fair media is shut out. Oh, so only Republican conservatives are the only fair ones? Is shut out? He goes, illegal. 96% of results on Trump news are from national left-wing media. Very dangerous. Google and others suppressing voices of conservatives and hiding information and news that is good. (laughs) This guy talks like he's reading a bedtime story to a five-year-old, which is basically what he probably does when he reads magazines to himself before bed, reading to a five-year-old. They're controlling what we can and cannot see. It's a very serious situation. will be addressed. Uh, You can Google it. I Googled Trump news. Literally incredibly close to half of them are Fox News and other conservative results that pop up right up on top there. Right close to the top. So the fuck you talking about brah? I mean, Bros of Stalin, why you Why you always lying? I gotta ask you that directly to your face. To your orange-hued face. You're not gonna answer me. You probably don't even listen to this podcast, do you? Is this the only media you don't consume? You orange magoo. Catholic church scandal again. What a shocker. Daily Beast reports that scandals involving sex abuse and sex abuse of children by clergy specifically are something that Catholics have come to feel is almost an obligatory, must-happen-every-once-every-few-years moral crisis. Quoting still the article, many of us feel that our fellow human beings look more askance at us with each round of horrific allegations, wondering how can we continue to maintain our faith and religious affiliation. Yeah, no shit. How can you? I really can't fathom it. The story came out in the last couple of weeks that in the Boston Archdiocese, like another 300 children were abused over the course of a handful of years. I mean, if there was even a 1% chance, if there was a 0.5% chance that sending your kid to church or going to church with your family would result in your child being raped, I hope it would be like majorly in parental instincts to then not send them there. But apparently, no, just they they really want to dress up and go to that church. I don't get it. Have your own personal religion. But how do you stay in a denomination that continually sexually assaults children? It just doesn't make any damn sense. And the priest, the priest, the pope, Pope Francis, generally a cool pope, tweets, or says in a speech, we showed no care for the little ones. Stop sugarcoating it with flowery language. We showed no care? Letting kids be raped is showing no care? No, it's showing like aggressive sexual assault. It's pretty much the opposite of care. Call a spade a spade, Brohim. I mean, just come on, bro, and Baker, do what's right here. It's insane to me. In an ironic twist, just a few days after saying that, He issued a call to action against pollution, describing the state of ocean littering as an emergency. In the midst of an intensifying church sex scandal, he calls an emergency the oceans. It is an emergency in the oceans. But the thing you're in charge of is trying to make sure children aren't raped in your church. Leave the oceans to others. Or say both things. I mean, good Lord. He literally said efforts to fight plastic litter must be waged as if everything depended on us. But how about the kids? Here's an idea. Take the kids out of the church. Let them clean up plastic on the beaches. I'm just spitballing spitball that idea, but it might work. I don't get it. People say, oh, you should let priests marry. That's the problem. Really? People who don't get married have sex with kids then instead? No. People that want access to kids, take jobs or power positions, or they get private time with kids. It's just a creepy endeavor in the first place. Oh, holy balloon animals. Why do these things recur? Horrible things that are like happening once are terrible tragedies, but happening every few years is just bananas. The article finishes... Quote, if the church can't get this right, it will suffer steep declines among the faithful, something that should matter greatly to those who genuinely believe that being a practicing Catholic is the surest or only pathway to salvation, which is ridiculous. Are you saying all on the planet who aren't Catholics can't get into, into, I was going to say prison, into heaven? You believe that? The only way into heaven is through the organization that is fucking your kids? I mean, come on. Come on. Just, it is so insane how dumb we've become in everything. More attempts to block black voters happening again, of course, as well. Officials on Friday rejected a proposal to come to close almost all polling locations in the majority. Black, rural, southwest Randolph County in Georgia. At least it didn't go through. The proposal would have closed seven of the county's nine polling locations. The ACLU, which argued that such closures would have a disproportionate effect on black voters, Daily Beast reported, was among several civil rights groups that objected to the recommendation, of course, because don't be dicks to black people all the damn time. They're humans and they're American citizens. That's the only two pieces of information you need. Really, the only one you need is humans, just that one is all you need to not be a dick to somebody. African Americans make up a full 60% of the county's population. So, yeah, go ahead and close the polls so they can't vote. Just let Russia vote from now on. Why don't we just do it that way? Driving me bonkers. A lot happened this week. Senator John McCain, an American hero, sadly passed away. I love John McCain. He was one of the one of my favorite Republicans. A true hero shot down in Vietnam and was tortured for years at the Hanoi Hilton. I don't know why they call it that. I think it's a joke that he called it that, and then they just always call it that in the news, that's the real name of it, I'm pretty sure. And then served his country when he got back. Could never lift his arms above his head anymore, but still served his country in every other way, becoming a senator. Serving nobly, running for president twice, and if you remember when he's running against Obama, I put the clip on my Instagram. In the very last throws of the campaign, he was already in trouble. He was starting to fall behind the polls, and at one of his last rallies, two people said some bullshit conspiracy theories about Obama—that he's not American, that he's an Arab. Not that that's inherently a bad thing, of course, but the woman phrased it as though she can't—that Obama can't be trusted. And McCain, unlike what. Trump does in allowing every conspiracy theory to fly, McCain says, No, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. He is a good American, a good family man. You can trust him. He'd be a fine president. You don't have to fear a presidency of him. I just think I'd be better, and we're opposed in policy positions. That is how you lead with dignity and honor, Trump. Which was pointed out beautifully by Megan McCain. My dear friend and friend of the podcast, the second guest ever on this podcast. I'll play you a throwback clip from that episode in a few minutes. But I just wanted to show you another quote when asked last year on CNN how McCain hoped to be remembered. Senator John McCain replied, he served his country and not always right, made a lot of mistakes, made a lot of errors, but served his country. And I hope you could add honorably. And I think there's no doubt about that. Wouldn't we all agree? an honorable man. I just so much want to thank him for all he did for us, putting nation before party on the whole throughout the course of his life, serving and sacrificing so much, one of the truest American heroes I've seen or learned about. And I tweeted the same sentiments, especially in times like these, he'll be so sorely missed. Of course, Trump honored him beautifully, really beautiful, Stuff Trump did when he uh, just tweeted, sorry to the family, didn't say one kind of word about McCain, and then after one day raised the flags back up from half-staff to full-staff, when it's traditional, when a senator like that passes away to keep it for a week until he is buried. People were outraged. Veterans groups were outraged. So he had then had to lower the flag down again. I mean, it's literally a sitcom, even during the saddest moments in this stupid administration. It's unbelievable, rejected a proclamation honoring the man and instead gave that bullshit tweet. Meghan hammered him so hard in speech. If you haven't seen Megan McCain's eulogy of her father, please YouTube that because it was incredible and she took on Trump hard, most notably saying at one point, America, the America of John McCain, our country, is not one that needs to be made great again because it was always great. I'm paraphrasing, but damn, that was good. It was a really beautiful, heartfelt, very touching speech. Um, McCain left behind a parting letter that took some veiled shot to Trump, which I loved. I will read you an excerpt of it right now because let's honor this American life for a moment before we continue on to the more comedic and other bullshit things happening in the world. Quote, I've made mistakes, but I hope my love for America will be weighed favorably against them. I've often observed that I'm the luckiest person on earth. I feel that way even now as I prepare for the end of my life. I've loved my life, all of it. That's including being tortured, by the way, y'all. He just loved the totality because he was serving his country. What an American, what a man. I continue. He continues. And I owe it to America to be connected with America's causes. Liberty, equal justice, respect for the dignity of all people brings happiness more sublime than life's fleeting pleasures. Our identities and sense of worth are not circumscribed, but are enlarged by serving good causes bigger than ourselves. Fellow Americans, that association has meant more to me than any other. I lived and died a proud American. We are citizens of the world's greatest republic, a nation of ideals, not blood and soil. We are blessed and a blessing to humanity when we uphold and advance those ideals at home and in the world. We've helped liberate more people from tyranny and poverty than ever before in history. We've acquired great wealth and power in the progress. We weaken our greatness when we confuse our patriotism with rivalries that have sown resentment and hatred and violence in all the corners of the globe. We weaken it when we hide behind walls rather than tear them down, when we doubt the power of our ideals rather than trust them to be the great force for change they have always been. I lived and died a proud American. Do not despair of our present difficulties, but believe always in the promise and greatness of America, because nothing is inevitable here. Americans never quit. We never surrender. We never hide from history. We make history. Farewell, fellow Americans. God bless you, and God bless America. How beautiful that letter was. And throwing some fight in there at the end with references to our not playing up our petty rivalries and not building walls. I loved it. And again, huge condolences to the McCain family and to our dear friend Megan, um, I had a unique interaction with John McCain once. when I was shooting a pilot, and I had to go to at one of his press conferences in Beverly Hills when he was running for president. And I was tasked with asking some pretty strange things. And here is that audio. There he is. Yes, sir. Senator, thank you very much. Uh, Senator McCain, you, some people have said that it is uh, – a waste of your time I being. I like those questions to begin with some people. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, okay. some people are people, uh, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, some people say that it's a waste of your time being here in California when it is a state that you likely won't win. I personally don't understand why they say that. You've already proven that you can accomplish things that are very hard to do. Like, for example, how did you get such a hot life? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question, but I would the general thrust of your comment, uh, I'd like to respond to, and that is that sure. I will compete in California. California I have a serious follow-up, if I may, really quickly. Sure. What do you say to people who say that you are not black enough to be president? <laughs> That's not a serious question. One, one more. Here, sir. Oh, no, oh, sir. Yeah, right. If I, just, if, I sure. if I could just follow up on something Liz asked about. Sure. So do uh, I just want to clarify I, my question real quick. if I could. I'm no, sorry. No, I didn't no, mean no, it no, silly. No, I didn't no, mean no, to be silly. No, no. You have convinced <laughs> me that I'm out of time. <laughs> well, Thank you very much. Thanks I for being I meant like me. cool, like, you you know, like Bill Clinton or something. All right. That's the end of the press conference. Uh, apparently my fault. Well, when I had Meghan McCain, by the way, it was so cool to have an interaction with John McCain, to be able to just have a moment with such a great man and get to banter with them. And he had such a, such a good sense of humor about it. When I had Megan on the podcast, she reminded me of that clip that she'd found on the, on the internet when we, uh, met years earlier. She told me she'd found that and we discussed it briefly and her mom's reaction to it and what it was like briefly growing up with her father. So here is some audio from the second episode ever from December of 2011 of Last Week on Earth. I heard recently your father, of course, for those who don't know, is a uh, Senator John McCain. And, yes, he is, <laughs> and an American hero and an awesome guy. And um, Thank I God. met him once. That
1: you crashed his his before I met you. You crashed <laughs> his press conference a while ago, which that is I true. later saw on the internet. And my mom thought it was so funny, that? and I did too. And you're ballsy to do that, Ben. That is <laughs> scary to do with all the Secret Service around.
0: That was scary because I was acting like a weirdo. Um. <laughs> I know. Was so, and I
1: saw, I recognized a bunch of the journalists that were angry at you. Yeah, when Kelly I was like, O'Donnell Kelly was O'Donnell. Yeah, I love her. She's the nicest woman, like the nicest reporter. She's like such a lovely person, and she looks so angry. Yeah, NBC's and Kelly that, O'Donnell. Yeah.
0: She was totally pissed, and then there's another clip where, where she was yelling at me, and I was like, but, and she's like, I appreciate political comedy. I appreciate political comedy, but in certain <laughs> venues, and I shot back, I'm like, Yeah, that argument would be valid if it weren't for the softball questions you guys are tossing up. I was at least mixing it up a little bit. I made an actual argument for my having crashed it. And I was like, I'm at least giving us a chance to see how the candidates handle an unusual situation, which is also an important thing for president. (laughs)
1: Didn't you ask him like – how did you get such a hot wife or something? Yes, I he did. Happened. Yes, I
0: did. Um, <laughs>
1: and he was like, he was so uncomfortable. He was like, uh, next question or something. Yeah, like that.
0: It was great. I go, I go, I've seen you accomplish things that are hard to do. Um, like for example, how did you get such a hot wife? And he goes, uh, I don't know the answer to that, my friend. Oh uh,
1: my god, that's so funny! But yeah, still, I showed my mom that, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that." And I was like, "I know, it's funny." Compliment they, to you, mom.
0: That is very cool that 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 they both had a sense of humor about it. And then I followed so it up. So my
1: mom thought it was funny. That's awesome.
0: I followed it up with an even crazier question. People. Uh, you can find this clip by the way on YouTube. Just search Glebe McCain and you'll see it. But um it's uh I then asked a follow up question. I said, How do you respond to people who say that you're not black enough to be president?
1: Oh my gosh, what did he say to that? He
0: just said, That is not a serious question, my friend. <laughs> Which is a fair response. Very fair response. When
1: he's when he gets angry, sometimes he answers things with my friend. Yeah. Like in high school, when he would like when I'd get in trouble, and he would have to like punish me. He'd be like, "Listen, my friend," <laughs> I always knew it meant like punishment time. Like I had done something. So that was not that's not a serious hilarious. question, my friend. That's hilarious. Get out of here.
0: Exactly. Pretty cool. Pretty crazy to be able to be so fortunate as I've been with this podcast, to interact with some really great people and some great families and some great humans doing some cool things and making their mark on the world. It's been really fun. Um, John McCain will be missed, but his legacy will live on. And uh, I'll play you one more clip now from the episode with Megan McCain because I had forgotten that before Trump was ever running for president, back in 2011, always sticking his nose into everything, during the 2000... 2012 presidential campaign when um, Obama was running against Romney, um, Trump decided to host one of the debates, and I don't believe the debate ever happened, but he and Gingrich were, like, were saying, let's host a debate, and my best friend Jason called up, Jason Nazar, and asked Megan a question during that podcast, saying what she thought of the candidates that are saying no to the debate with Trump, but Trump literally said, "I'm he was, he's not, wasn't an official Republican committee. You can't throw a debate just by being a rich dude, but he threw his neck in there and tried to throw a debate. And here are some of, of uh, both Megan and I's thoughts on J- Donald Trump long before he ever was even thought possible to become the president, which he incredibly frighteningly is now. And I apologize for my very early pre presidency, pretty shitty Trump impression. So, what do you think about his question this week? Gingrich met with Donald Trump. They had this like joint press conference. Trump's hosting the debate, and Romney finally steps up, says, "I'm not going to do it."
1: Yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately, I, the thing that I don't understand. Carl Rove said this today that you know the the traditionally like as much as there are things I really like about Donald Trump, and I think he's like, brought a lot of entertainment doesn't work for the RNC. You know, he's not been appointed by anything to CPAC. He isn't a representative in any kind of fashion for the Republican Party. And he's also not a journalist. So I don't understand why he's hosting a debate. Um, You know, it'll, it'll I think, and he says that he's going to host a debate. And then at the end of the debate, he's going to announce who he's going to endorse. And, you know, really, like, I mean, I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm not voting, like, basing on who I'm going to vote for on who Donald Trump chooses one way or the other.
0: <laughs> that's where you no and me differ. That's, that's, that's where you and me differ. I do everything Donald Trump does.
1: And that's where our politics, that's where our politics really divide.
0: <laughs> that is ben, very, very funny. weird.
1: What do you think as someone who's, like, not in politics?
0: It's ridiculous that the Republican Party gives him any influence or credence. He's a clear huckster and, and, Showman holding on to the birther controversy still, yet he's being taken seriously to moderate a, a debate. It's a because travesty. I will say
1: that the the birther thing is embarrassing, and um, the, I get asked about the birther thing like kind of frequently. I think people are just still curious about my opinion, I guess, or I don't know. Right. Um, but I, I always tell people that like my our my father's campaign had like the most amazing war room possible which is like you know where they like essentially you know it's the campaign headquarters where they you know look for information on people and if they couldn't find anything it doesn't exist so i just think it's a very i think everyone needs to let it go and it's embarrassing that that subject keeps being brought up
0: but that's not even my opinion. point my my i totally agree with that but to me, it's so blatantly obvious that Obama was born here and that controversy is just people being very weird and not facts-based. It's that, it's that because of that fact, don't you think most, most Americans know the birth of things bullshit? So if, if this man is still endorsing those notions, why does he still get taken seriously? How come we, our politics, how come the Republican party is letting us, letting that stay alive? Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I don't think it's the Republican Party. I think it's Newsmax, which is a very, 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 very conservative news outlet. Um, Then I think them partnering with Donald Trump, they obviously want to do it for publicity. And um, I'm just grateful that this election cycle, like the last election cycle, there weren't these weird... Like caveats and there weren't as many debates and, uh, and the other thing that I don't like is it's two days after Christmas and that means your girl is going to have to do commentary two days after Christmas on a debate if this ends up being a real thing. So <laughs> for just personal purposes, I don't want it to happen. But I'm yeah, so I don't sorry. think it's appropriate and I think it's a very good move that Romney isn't doing it. Yeah, he's and I don't, like, I think it'll be New Gingrich. Maybe it'll just be Donald Trump and New Gingrich having a discussion. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Holding each other's hands.
1: I know. And he's so clearly endorsing Newt Gingrich.
0: I mean, in my opinion, it's like a commercial for Newt Gingrich. He like suckers all the candidates and at the end he's like, and by the way, you've all been trumped. I'm actually endorsing Newt Gingrich the entire time. You guys have been duped. You've been bamboozled. I know. He's such a child, Donald Trump. First of all, why can't he get the spray tan without the tan missing from his, from his sunglasses part? (laughs) It's so creepy. But, He's like a child, literally Ron Paul said, "I don't understand why this this march to donald trump's office like he can anoint people, and Trump responds clearly, uh Ron Paul is a small guy, and he's a fringe, and he's crazy, and he's been that way for years. It's like the guy can't ever take an insult on on the chin."
1: You sound like Mr. Howell from Gilligan's Island, <laughs> Donald
0: Trump lovey. impression. Right.
1: I'll uh, tell you something else, Lovey.
0: Lovey, I'm gonna take you under this under this teepee over here, and we're gonna have a three-hour like. tour. No,
1: what do
0: you love, sound
1: like? No, How.
0: Thurston Howell III's more like Lovey. we're gonna take yeah, you. Yeah, I guess that's true. He has more of a British vibe. Yeah.
1: I guess that's true.
0: Wow. Um This is the slowest lightning round in the history of lightning rounds, by the way, and I, I apologize. I
1: know. This isn't really a lightning round. But I just okay, meant that I year. had
0: to shoot through things. Okay. And we'll be done. But we're we're going to wrap this thing down. How long has it been so far? About an and hour 25. Is this live,
1: or are you editing
0: it? No, we're not going to edit it, but it just gets immediately processed and uploaded, and it'll be on iTunes Wednesday. Uh, what would the date be? The first week of December 2011.
1: Um, well, I'm honored to be your second guest. The seventh. Ever. I,
0: thank you so much for being here with me. Like, you're a sweetheart.
1: Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, of course. I know if I had a podcast, you'd come on.
0: No, nah, can't do it, actually. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that means you're a jerk and I'm a nice person.
0: I would definitely be there. <laughs> well, that was a nice and frightening walk down memory lane right there. Uh, North Korea. Uh, Kim Jong-un just said that they still plan to denuclearize by, quote, the end of Trump's first term. So that is a very frightening thought, huh? The possibility of a second Donald Trump term? Oh, my God. Uh, let's hope he just, hope. hopefully he does denuclearize by the end of Trump's term the next six months. Okay, boo. <laughs> let's hope, my God. Uh, we haven't talked about Puerto Rico in a while. Quick Puerto Rico update: Great news there. Finally, the power is back on. What is it? Only uh, ten months after the uh, after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, it's back on. That's good news. Bad news is the death toll's way up. Originally, they thought it was just sixty-two or so people that passed away in the hurricane. Apparently, revised reports. 2,975 people, making it one of the most deadly disasters in American history. It happened back in September, by the way, sorry, so 12 months ago. Such a tragic thing. What, What rating did Trump give his administration's response to the disaster? Considering most of these deaths happened way after the hurricane due to facilities that couldn't come back up and due to horrible conditions and people being trapped and people being stuck and desolate and starving and thirsty. Trump gave his, his response a 10 out of 10, proving he doesn't even understand numbers. And his challenge is counting to even 10, which my little baby nephew can do very easily. He's two years old. So uh, maybe throw some more paper towels at the problem, you orange fuck. How does that sound? I haven't talked about Syria in a while. It's an important time to update you on the Syria civil war, since it may be approaching an end. And hopefully not a very scary, bloody one, but looking like it might be. The Syrian civil war started pretty much when our podcast started. It's lasted the entire length of this podcast, not this episode, the whole seven-year run. And it seems like it's about to get to its final battle, the corrupt and terribly evil government of Bashar al-Assad, who has brutally attacked and gassed his own people with chemical weapons throughout the years and who inspired the red line that Obama set, then didn't follow, then did follow, then didn't follow. He's not great with lines, Obama. Then we allowed Russia to help us because we they're close with Syria and we are stupid and trusted Russia to remove all the chemical weapons, which we supposedly did. But I said back then on the podcast, I didn't really – it didn't make sense to me. How could you ever know for sure if, you, if they gave you all their chemical weapons? If they were hiding them, they could just say, yep, there you go. You got all of them. It's like stealing papers from Trump's desk. You don't know if you got all the weapons and clearly they didn't get rid of all of them because then Assad used them again after they had been removed – supposedly from the country. You can't use stuff you don't have. Do you see my point? So the rebels keep losing, and they keep getting pushed back further and further. Surprise, surprise. Assad won the, is winning the war. Not won yet, but is winning. The rebels have been pushed back and brutalized and are down. It obviously created one of the greatest refugee crises we've seen in, in ages. And he pushed the rebels to one last town, Idlib, and three million children live there. And the rebels that are still fighting there, while they are fighting against the regime, they're also al Qaeda linked. So it's not an easy situation over there. It's very complex and confusing. The al Qaeda linked rebels are rounding up people who support the government. So it's a very scary situation all around from all sides. But we can all just let's just all pray that the war ends finally. With limited additional casualties to innocent Syrians who are just stuck in the middle of this mess. The only silver lining we have is that Trump's our president. He'll obviously solve it in the most even, killed, level headed way, and all will be great under his strong leadership. How do you facepalm during a podcast? That's the sound for a facepalm. Is that a term, facepalm? I don't know. I don't know if immoral or amoral is a word either. Please tweet at me, all right? And our last story before twitter answers and then we wrap it up is uh Colin Kaepernick kneeling the NFL football season just started today and um Nike released an ad featuring Colin Kaepernick the face of the kneeling for to protest racial injustice and police brutality movement started by this brave football player And to me, it's just plain as day people that try to stop him are racist, that allow Trump to create the narrative that's completely off the original purpose of the protest and say it's about disrespect to the military and the flag. No one's disrespecting the military or the flag. Somebody put it beautifully on my Instagram saying to people who say that, that Rosa Parks wasn't protesting buses. Gandhi wasn't protesting food. And Kaepernick's not protesting the flag or anthem. They're protesting the larger cause of injustice behind their protests. And it's completely disingenuous to skip the main point of it and then talk about how you're offended by the way they're protesting something way worse. I'll read you what I wrote on Instagram. When Nike released the ad of Kaepernick's face saying, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, I wrote, yep, yep. Enough letting our values go to the lowest bidder. The whole premise of our nation is striving to become a more perfect union. Oh, and freedom of speech. It is not telling people to shut up and that they aren't allowed to protest injustice at a time that's uncomfortable for us. Oh, does it make you have to pause your beer drinking for a minute during the anthem? Poor baby. Black people are being killed for no reason. Most of those telling players not to kneel, I'm sure don't even pause their drinking or chip eating during the anthem. They don't stop eating their hot dog during the anthem. So what's the problem? What And what makes this fake debate even dumber, almost everyone who's against kneeling during the anthem, I guarantee you, while watching at home, doesn't stand up for the anthem. So you're outraged by somebody protesting something very important, silently and respectfully, as directed by veterans to kneel instead of sit. And you're sitting at the exact same time while you're stuffing your face with guacamole. I'm going to sit on my ass on my couch putting guacamole in my face or maybe seven-layer dip. I don't know you. Don't let a president who is incapable of complex thought make you equally stupid. But I'm sure Trump supporters are going to come at me with MAGA and your a snowflake and real intellectual arguments. So... I guess go ahead and do that if you want. It's incredibly stupid, but newsflash, white man. The anthem's not about the military. It's about our whole country, and that includes black people. And I'm white. That's coming from white man, just so you know. Heads up, I am white. Okay. Sorry to break the news to you. I know I sound Chinese or something, but I'm white. But... My old pal, Tommy Lahren, the conservative, firebrand, perpetually angry 24 or maybe now 25-year-old on Fox News. Used to be on Glenn Beck's The Blaze, who kind of made a name for herself by talking shit to Colin Kaepernick. If you remember, I went to her Dallas studios, sat down with her and debated all the issues of the 2016 election we talked at length, about five minutes of length, about Kaepernick, with a very strange tangent into the birther movement, but talked about Kaepernick and kneeling. And guess what? Here is that audio. Enjoy. Gotcha. I can get away with a lot of stuff. I'm a comedian. You
2: know what? You're, you're about ready to, to stand up, which leads me to my next topic. And sure. that is my, my good friend um, Colin Kaepernick. Yes. No, he,
0: he, he... You guys are tired seated, of here.
2: You know, he's seated. I can't tell... He's kneeling
0: if, now. He's kneeling now. Deal.
2: I can't tell if he's seated because he's protesting or he just isn't playing. Like, I mean, is it...
0: He's he got enough sitting during the game, so exactly, I don't think... so I'm
2: not sure. Like, I can't tell the, the camera yeah. hands, and I'm like, oh, is he protesting right now, or does he just suck? Like, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure.
0: I think once the game starts, you can say that's because he sucks, but do you not agree with his right to do what he's doing?
2: Oh, his right to do what he's doing? 100%. He's mm-hmm. got the right to do it. Does it make it right? No. Do I have the right to disagree and to be vocal about my disapproval? Absolutely. Well, of
0: course. you're. You can be vocal about it. I would never not stand up during the National Anthem. I love America, even though, despite all of our flaws, we're always, in my opinion, trying to improve and have an open discussion of ideas. That's what I love about our country. That's the moment to pay tribute to the country in the way I see it. But I think it's beautiful and awesome that he's doing that if he feels that way, because if you don't support people doing it, I don't think it's terrible that he's doing it. I personally wouldn't. But if you don't support people that do things like that, then you're saying you want a country that is essentially fascist. You're saying you want a country where when that anthem starts blaring through the speakers, we all get up and we're all, um, no, you know, sitting there and, and having to be hypnotized by this blind patriotism that we're given. So for that reason, I think it's a wonderful thing that he's doing that. and. We shouldn't have people, for. I'm much more offended by people that don't stand up or take their hat off during the National Anthem just because they're eating their hot dog. That, to me, is disrespectful. If you're doing it because you have a political point you're trying to make, that is what America is about. That's what veterans, that's what people in our armed services died for, is for his right to protest the country.
2: I agree. But there is a difference between having a right and being right. Now, I want to talk about his being right. The message that he's sending, because like it or not, he's a role model. So... Does Miley Cyrus have a right to stand there with a foam finger and act ridiculously in front of the millions of Disney Channel fans that loved her and adored her and looked up to her as a role model? Does she have the right to do it? Absolutely. Should she do it? I don't think so. I think she set a bad example. I think Colin Kaepernick is setting a bad example. I think he's conveniently perpetuating a narrative, but I'm not so sure that he understands. I think he's oversimplified and he's choosing to take it out on the American flag, the American patriotism. And he's choosing to offend a lot of people that happen to love this country and our anthem.
0: But a flag is not a, a living, breathing thing. It doesn't have feelings. The country, the flag represents a country that has openness of ideas. That's the whole basis of our country. I don't think, I think it's really a beautiful thing because I don't think that I think the, the, what America stands for should be that. I think in a highlight reel of America, when you're playing the anthem, it would be cool to show people standing with pride, even saluting the national anthem, and then also someone on their knees protesting. That's what America is. Any other country's propaganda video would be everybody standing up and pretending like 100% of people are on board with every policy, with every institutionalized bit of racism or whatever it might be, things we haven't overcome yet. I think that's what makes this country so incredible is that people... Can do that, I think we should totally highlight it. it helps advance a conversation instead of all the people I'm in the NFL are doing horrible things, are committing crimes. This guy is standing up for something he believes in and sparking a conversation. When do athletes spark is actual he, he conversations? Sparked, I want
2: two things to that I want to talk about the conversation he 's sparking, but I want to ask you this: The president of the United States is President Barack Obama, someone that i don 't agree with I don 't like it. nor do I believe
0: was he born in this country I'm kidding he was, he was born here.
2: Well. To be discovered. Oh, please. But, um,
0: Trump I, made him show his birth okay. certificate. He showed it finally. And then he still didn't even give him that, that point. He's like, hey, when he made him show the certificate, at that point he should have been like, all right, so I guess he is. I mean, he yeah. made him show it. Made him right. it.
2: With the birth her movement, I mean, we're, we're done with that. Yeah. We're, we're past that. Agreed. But I want to talk about President Obama, the fact that I Wait, but are we
0: past it? Do you agree that he was born here?
2: I'm not going to... I will neither... I do not recall, as Hillary Clinton said 26 times in front of the FBI, I do not recall.
0: You really don't think he was born? You think they planted we're, a, a we're birth gonna, statement in the Hawaii newspaper gonna, when he was one, knowing he'd become we president? Talk, we
2: can talk about that at a later date. Not something I'm comfortable discussing right now, Um. If he is, if he isn't, it doesn't matter. He's on his way out. Here's the deal, though, when we're talking about this Colin Kaepernick stuff. I don't agree with President Obama. I wouldn't agree with the President Hillary Clinton. But I still respect my country. Right. And beyond that, if I were to be at an event where President Barack Obama would walk in the room, I would salute him because he's the President of the United States. I'd have that dignity. I'd have that respect for him because of the office of the President. And if I were to sit or if I were to act disrespectful to the President because I disagree with him, everyone would be up in arms. They would say that's so disrespectful to the President of the United States. But yet, it's okay to do that to our anthem. And well, to our it's different
0: because it's a person with feelings, not of not a disembodied that flag. flag. Means,
2: that flag and that anthem means a lot to the.
0: But many mouth. veterans have said, many veterans groups said that they fought specifically for Kaepernick's right to do that, and they support what he's doing. It's very different. And in fact, many people, of course, people would criticize you for not standing up for the president. Many would laud you for do that for doing that and saying that's what our country's about. We're supposed to protest our our our, our president when we don't agree with them. That's what our country's about. But there's also
2: a level to me, though, of having dignity and having respect, and I think that's just where you and I are fundamentally going to disagree. I agree. We'll agree on this. We both believe that it is his right and I will defend his right. And I have loved ones overseas defending his right. That's amazing. That's we'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm fiercely patriotic and I'm unapologetic for it. I know you are as well, but I I appreciate your respect for the first amendment.
0: Hugely. Tommy Laren, I mean, she frustrates me beyond no beyond belief. Nice person off camera has been nice to me in the past. Not always, but has been. Many times nice to me, but her beliefs are just trying at all times to drive the nation apart, to drive a wedge between us and make the issues not about the main issues and never acknowledge the heartfelt point at the cause of some of these issues. Hopefully, I made my points well there. I was on no sleeve when we had that conversation, but I hope I did well. Also, I guest hosted the young, guest anchored the young, co anchored the young Turks again. Just a few days ago, talked about a bunch of stuff, people trying to take down Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the young woman who uh, looks like she'll be joining Congress because of a couple of mistakes she made, talking about some very silly Trump mistakes and other things. If you just uh, YouTube search Glebe Turks, T-U-R-K-S, you can see those five or so video clips, um, some fun stuff, some funny stuff there, and some little political speeches I gave towards the end of a couple of those videos. The Alexandria one and the one about me being heckled by the Trump supporter and threatened. Um, on that note, let's brighten it up to bring this puppy home and check in with the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Glebe Squad, the Glebers in all of us slowly overtaking the Beliebers, and it will happen. I believe it in my soul of souls, the Friends with Benefits, the Brain Trust. It's time for Twitter Answers. <laughs> I will be, by the way, on the Laugh It Off tour for the last dates of my 2018 stand-up comedy tour in Sunnyvale, California, October 11 through 14, St. Louis, Missouri, November 1 through 4, Santa Barbara, one night only, two shows, November 17th. And, uh, by the way, my Sunnyvale shows at Rooster T. Feathers will be with special guest, a huge headliner in his own right, Steve Hofstetter, coming up to do the shows with me all weekend. Get your tickets now at Glebe.com, G-L-E-I-B dot com. Don't delay. Also great news, all different material than you'll see if you see me live. My Showtime special, Neurotic Gangster, if you never saw it or if you want to see it again, it is now available for free on Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime. Breaking that news right here, right now, so check that out if you can. Uh, I asked the Brain Trust, if you could be a cartoon character, which one and why? Kimberly, our friend at Hugs and Kiss 3, said, Minnie Mouse, because she's 90 years old in November and still looks young and cute as hell. How come they never age cartoon characters? Here's an idea for a cartoon. Somebody should make a cartoon once where they age over the course of the thing. They actually go to different grades. Why is the rule they can never advance? doesn't make any sense. They should age a little bit every season. Good answer, though. Bear 91 says, Homer Simpson... He's always just sitting around the house, watching TV and eating all day. I'd like to live that way, too. I basically do, Pear Bear. But I don't have a wife shouting at me, Homer, get off the couch. Stop being such a couch potato, homie. My voice is a little dry, and I didn't do the best margisimson I could do, but I'll do you better next time. Diana at Prins underscore Diana says, George Jetson so I can fly over I-5 sucky traffic every day. Yeah, where are those fucking flying cars, man? I don't want to get a helicopter license. I want to fly a flying car already. Stop being a selfish dick car manufacturer slash plane manufacturers. Give us the fucking flying cars already. Stop being selfish dicks. Ken Welty says, SpongeBob, he lives a simple, happy life and doesn't worry about all the bullshit. If only that were possible. Maybe we could all return to a much more bullshit-free life, albeit not completely, if we get the orange suck monster out of our damn lives. That's an idea. Josh at Smoky Mountain seventy seven Woody the woodpecker because he's always laughing Hey <laughs> yeah he's true he's always laughing but he's also always smashing his fucking face into a tree seems like a bad trade off I'd rather have a mediocre look on my face and then not have to tree smash my noggin constantly into wood that's my you know opinion you do you Melissa McGrath at Turkey Lover Says gem because I'm truly outrageous. Smiley face. <laughs> yep. That's a great one. I don't know what that is. What the hell is a gem? It's a show or a rare, precious, precious diamond. What's the word for not metals, but not diamonds, but jewels? Jewels? Precious jewel? What's the word for it? Tweet at me at Ben y'all. The real Welshman says Roger Rabbit. Have you seen his wife? True that That is a solid choice. Jessica Rabbit is the ginger from Gilligan's Island of cartoon characters, both hot, red-headed women that taught me what sexuality is and probably screwed my brain up for many decades to come. Still working on it, y'all. But, uh, gosh darn, as far as cartoon characters go, why did a rabbit get her? I wasn't even a fan of the interspecies thing. Like, stick to a human, maybe. It's just my thought. Give me a shot, Jessica. Please? That was dumb. As my lips started to vibrate in the please formation, I felt that was stupid. But it was already there. Got 15 minutes at To Save USA, says Barney Rubble. He got the whole hottie wife, Betty. True dat. Loved Betty. Definitely hotter than Wilma. And Betty got the outfit. Somehow the same outfit that Wilma wore, but Betty wore it better, didn't she? My goodness. Also, they never aged. They never aged. No cartoons do. Jennifer Sweet at SweetGenDag says, smurfette because one vagina in a sea of penises, the ultimate power. I am not at all certain that that is a positive thing, but if you, that's empowering to you to be surrounded by a bunch of penises and being the only vagina in the village, you do you. You are a stronger woman than I am because I am not a woman, nor am I strong. So I wish you the best of luck. Fa la 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 your way to all that, all that blue dick. You do you, boo. And lastly, Denise C. at The Truth says, Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny. I heard that. Bugs was funny. He was bold. He was quick. He loved carrots. I enjoy a good carrot. Who doesn't? They're good for your eyes. I think that's a myth, but still. I wonder, I feel bad about his health problems. So he's always asking the doctor what was up. Also a stupid joke for which, it's better than the Please Eddie thing, but not much. Not much at all. Uh, We've been through the week. No thunder round this week. I'll catch y'all next week on Earth. Until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. Last
1: Week on Earth. Last Week on Earth.